1: The May primary for the Ohio Senate seat was spirited. J.D. Vance won it in a crowded field. He will take aim in the fall against Democrat Tim Ryan. And we are pleased to welcome J.D. to the show. You can follow him on Twitter at J.D. Vance One, And his website is J.D. Vance dot com. J.D., thanks for your time today.
2: Thanks, Bruce. Thanks for having me.
1: It seems to me like both you and Tim Ryan have been laying low for a while, but I would imagine things will intensify quickly now.
2: Yeah, it was a little bit of a calm before the storm. I mean, I, I know at least we we're doing a fair amount of you know local things and and meeting with a lot of groups, especially some party folks. That you know some some people who were behind us in the primary, obviously some people who weren't behind us in the primary. So. We're still keeping a pretty full calendar, but it's not nearly as, as public and as aggressive, frankly, as it was right before the primary. And I do think it will heat up before too long.
1: You know, the the primary was contentious at times, and so you do want the party to coalesce around you. And How is that going, and do you feel like you'll have the entire support of the candidates that you defeated in the primary?
2: Yeah, there's definitely a little bit of trying to get everybody to coalesce. I mean, it was a tough primary, uh, you know, tens of millions of dollars in negative ads. Uh, a lot of firepower, you know, pointed in every every direction. Uh, I, I don't worry about us uniting the party here. I mean, if, if you look at, at the other candidates, the campaigns, the people involved, I think all of us are pretty much on the same page, that so we need to beat Tim Ryan and prevent, you know, really the sort of wolf in sheep's clothing, because this is a guy who has been a really radical Democrat, who is trying to pretend to be a moderate, and we, we, have, to, we have to expose him. We have to show the people of Iowa who he is, and I think the Republican Party of the state is very much united in making sure we do that.
1: J.D. Vance is our guest. It's not like he hasn't given you plenty of ammunition to work with. I mean, the thing about a guy who's been in Congress for two decades is that he has a record, and his record shows, at least recently, he's voted 100% with Nancy Pelosi and 100% of the time with Joe Biden. So to me, as much as he wants to mention that, hey, I like some of Donald Trump's policies, like his votes sure don't show that.
2: Oh, that's exactly right. I mean, in trade in particular, it's so funny to watch Tim Ryan try to say that he was behind Donald Trump's policies. Like, he was in Congress. He voted against them. He criticized them on the floor of the House. So There's so much out there where, you know, I've not been in politics for very long. I mean, I've never run for office before. I've not quite gotten used to the level of shamelessness where, you know, you voted against a particular policy and two years later you say that you actually supported it. (laughs) Like, you know, people change their mind, but that is a level of shamelessness that I I just, man, I I guess I've got to be in politics longer to get used to it.
1: I think a lot of people want politicians in Washington who don't get used to that and who don't get used to the way that that business is done. And I think that's part of your appeal. And I would assume as you're crafting a campaign message, that is going to be part of your message because, you know, Donald Trump's endorsement played a big role in you winning the Senate primary. And certainly that was part of his allure, I think, to voters.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, our our strategy is pretty simple, man. It's just to tell the truth. I think if people know what I stand for, if they know the truth about you know, my, my values and my background. Uh, they want to vote for me. And if they know the truth about Tim Ryan's record, they don't want to vote for him. I would not want to be a Democrat having to run on the record of Joe Biden over the last couple of years, because it's such a disaster between the inflation crisis, the border crisis, you know, multiple foreign policy problems all over the world. Like This is just a guy who's clearly in over his head. And unfortunately, you know, Tim Ryan could have been a voice of reason challenging the far left of his party, actually representing the people of Ohio. Instead, he's been a rubber stamp. And I don't think people want a rubber stamp in the U.S. Senate for two more years of Joe Biden, Kamala
1: Harris. J.D. Vance is our guest. Follow him on Twitter at J.D. Vance1. His campaign website is J.D. Vance.com. Let's get into some of your positions. I mean, the uh, number one thing that I think we're all looking forward to on the Republican side of the aisle is the release of the final opinion on Roe versus Wade. I attended the Ohio Right to Life banquet last night. A lot of anticipation there that that will be overturned. And here again, Tim Ryan kind of channeling his inner John Kerry. He used to be pro-life before he was against being pro-life. <laughs> uh, you know, And so I would assume uh, that's going to be something that Democrats don't really have a whole lot else to hold on to and try to uh, muster enthusiasm around. But you're fine if he wants to make an abortion I- an issue in the fall, are you not? Because his position, as I saw him, I think on Brett Bear a while ago, was extremely radical on abortion.
2: I'm 100% pro-life, and I understand that there are people who disagree with me who maybe draw the line a little bit different than I, I draw it. You know, my view is okay, fine. Let's have that debate uh, and let's have that argument. But I-, I think that 99% of the people of Ohio want at least some restrictions on abortion. They don't want you to be able to abort a baby that's 40 weeks of gestation, you know, full term ready to be born. Uh, Tim Ryan has gone, like you said, on national TV and defended abortion up to 40 weeks. So on on all of these issues, what it reveals is that Tim Ryan's not really in in control of his campaign. It's the democratic interest groups. It's the special interests who actually drive left-wing politics, because these guys know if they cross the radicals, they lose the volunteers, they lose the fundraising, they lose any hope of political power. And because they're so desperate for political power, they'll say
0: anything.
1: J.D. Vance is our guest running for Senate against Tim Ryan in the fall. Let's go to the economy. Uh, It's uh, obviously top of mind, $5 a gallon gas, maybe going higher. Uh, The stock market is really tanking, or at least it's now in a bear market or was after yesterday. The Fed is meeting today to raise rates. I don't know what the markets will do in relation to that, but prices, people are hurting and you know, uh, there again, Tim Ryan, a guy who t- talks about being for the working class guy. It's a hard sell to make against somebody who grew up like you did in Middletown and wrote your life story in Hillbilly Elegy.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, look, I mean, I, I grew up in a community uh, that was very much affected by by left wing policies. And as bad as things were sometimes when I was growing up, they were never, frankly, as bad as they are right now. I mean, we never had inflation this bad my entire life. Uh, we've never had a president capitulate to ch- the Chinese um, and, and a, lot of, a lot of bad people uh, all across the world when it comes to further uh, losing our industrial base, further losing our energy independence. I mean, it, this, this is just crazy what we're doing, but it's a policy decision. I mean, I, I think the thing that I used to think, Bruce, is that this stuff was maybe inevitable. And and what made me a conservative was the recognition that this stuff is because Washington policymakers are making bad decisions. And on energy independence, on the inflation crisis, Tim Ryan has been with Joe Biden 100% of the time. And the crazy thing is, Bruce, it would be even worse. This is a guy who yeah. voted for the multi-trillion dollar Build Back Better agenda. The country was saved by, by Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. Who actually prevented that from passing and if it had passed we'd have six dollar a gallon gasoline and way worse inflation and tim ryan supported it
1: yeah you're absolutely right about that and steve ratner and obama economist, said as much yesterday on msnbc our guest is jd vance running for senate against tim ryan in the fall his twitter site is at jd vance one his website is jd vance.com uh It assumes that Biden is going to get crushed in the midterms, and I'm certainly hoping that you're part of a red wave in the Senate. But, J.D., how much can you guys do? I mean, you can't force the hand on energy policy, which to me is overridingly the reason why we have the inflation we have is the way he's demonized American domestic energy.
2: Uh, That's right. I mean, you're certainly right that energy is, I think, the main driver of inflation, part of the reason why we have uh, the issues that we have. But as a senator, you know, we we can really use our leverage. I mean, the thing that congressional Republicans have to get used to doing is saying to the Biden administration, well, you don't get this unless you give us something in return. Uh, You know, you don't get the next debt ceiling increase unless you actually open up American energy reserves and unleash American energy independence. Like, you can do those things if you're willing to have the actual fight, if you have the willpower to stand up. Uh, So I I don't I don't I don't think there's nothing that we can do. Obviously, we're limited. It would be great if we had a Republican president instead of a Democrat president. Uh, But there are things that we can do. And I I frankly think that if if Biden gets the shellacking that I hope that we give him, of course, we have to work for it. We have to earn every vote. But if he gets that shellacking, I, I, I wonder if he may try to pivot a little bit back to the middle. Uh, because he, he's afraid of what happens in 24 if he continues to pursue such bad policies.
1: Yeah, that's the hope. Uh, certainly, he has been very radical on an issue that we'll wrap with, and that is, you know, I think they're tied together crime and then the result from the mass shootings that everyone deplores in Uvalde, in Buffalo, uh, in Chicago, but they don't happen, you know, to the degree that they happen in Uvalde or Buffalo with as many, but in a weekend they certainly do. Uh, your thoughts on the attempts to encroach on the Second Amendment on the school shootings and a policy fix from your perspective and a conversation that needs to be had rather than maybe the one that we're having is I'll oh, take AR-15s away from everybody and the problem will be solved. Yeah,
2: that's exactly right. I mean, look, look I, I think that all, you know, red flag laws, right, being debated right now, I think it probably looks unfortunately like it's going to pass. I think it's a bad idea. I would not support it if I was in the Senate. The problem with red flag laws is they don't actually take guns away uh, from the truly mentally insane. They do take guns away from law-abiding citizens where you know maybe their neighbor maybe an ex-girlfriend files a complaint. The, the problem here is you've got to give people due process. right? You can't take people's fundamental rights away, whether it's their First Amendment, Second Amendment, whatever the rights we're talking about, unless you give due process. Now, now here's the thing that Democrats don't like to talk about. It's one of the main drivers of the violence problem in Country is that we have terrible, terrible mental health. And I mean everything from you know, this, this, this 18-year-old kid who shot up all these innocent kids at the school in Uvalde. But I mean, I mean walk down the streets of Columbus or yep. Cincinnati or Cleveland today, and you will see people that the Democrats have basically thrown to the wolves. They're screaming. They're yelling. Uh, sometimes they hurt themselves or others. The Democrats are not willing to do anything about that problem, about our streets being overrun by very tragic mental health cases. We should be doing something about that. And I think if we did, we'd frankly do more to solve the violence problem in this country than taking the rights away of law-abiding citizens.
1: J.D. Vance, candidate for Senate. Follow him on Twitter at J.D. Vance1. His website is J.D. com. J.D., we wish you well in the campaign. Thanks for your time today. Safe travels on the campaign trail, and we'll talk to you soon. You know, speaking of the wokeness that can take over businesses, a situation going on with the Washington Commanders football team. They were the Washington Redskins. That was not politically correct, of course. And then they were the Washington football team uh, for two seasons. Now they are the Washington Commanders. And they are decidedly politically correct. Uh, Last week, their defensive coordinator... Jack Del Rio was talking to reporters after a minicamp practice. And because, I guess, he's the defensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders, somebody decided to ask him about the upcoming January 6th hearings in Washington, D.C. And here is what Jack Del Rio said. Actually, this is uh, what he tweeted. No, this this is what he said. He said, people's livelihoods are being destroyed, businesses are being burned down, no problem. And then we have a dust-up at the Capitol, nothing burned down, and we're going to make that a major deal. Okay, so this was then put on Twitter, and it set Twitter ablaze, figuratively, unfortunately not literally. And so Del Rio had to publicly apologize, but of course that was not enough, it was not enough. He also had to be fined by his team's head coach, Ron Rivera. Fined for calling the riot at the Capitol on January 6th a dust-up. Should have called it, of course, the threat on the, an existential threat to democracy. Here's the statement from Ron Rivera. This morning I met with Coach Del Rio to express how disappointed I am in his comments. His comments do not reflect the organization's views and are extremely hurtful to our great community here in the DMV, which is the uh, metropolitan area around Washington. As we saw last night in the hearings, what happened on the Capitol on January 6th was an act of domestic terrorism. A group of citizens attempted to overturn the results of a free and fair election, and as a result, lives were lost and the Capitol building was damaged. Coach Del Rio did apologize for his comments, and he understands the distinction between the events of that dark day and peaceful protests, which are a hallmark of our democracy. He does have the right to voice his opinion as a citizen of the United States, and it most certainly is his constitutional right to do so. However, words have consequences, and his words hurt a lot of people in our community. Did they really? I want to make it clear that our organization will not tolerate any equivalency between those who demanded justice in the wake of George Floyd's murder and the actions of those on January 6th who sought to topple our government. Is that what they sought to do on January 6th, topple the government? Did the guy in the hat with horns on it, did he have a plan to, did he have like an alternate constitution in his pocket? Did he have um, a domestic policy that he was going to unveil when he took over as president of the United States that day? Since, I guess, the theory on the January 6th insurrection was that they would keep the election from being certified. And then Joe Biden would just say, oh, okay. The U.S. military was not going to get involved in any way, shape, or form there. They were just going to allow the people in the Trump hats to take over the government? Is that what Rod Rivera thinks? If so, then I guess that's why the Washington Commanders were not a playoff team last year when they were the Washington football team. Wow. So Del Rio's Twitter account's been deleted. He's been forced to apologize, which he clearly doesn't mean because he's not 100% wrong, saying that the riots after George Floyd were a lot more damaging and a lot more of a threat, by the way, to our... Democracy burning down federal courthouses and the like. Then a bunch of looky-loos breaking through barricades at the Capitol, perhaps egged on by federal agents, by the way. I still want to know what who Ray Epps is and what Ray Epps' role was on January the 6th. We're going into the Capitol, into the Capitol. And people start yelling, Fed, 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 at Ray Epps. Yeah, but we don't know who Ray Epps is. We've got a January 6th commission. We can't find Ray Epps. And with all those cameras in Washington, we can't find the pipe bombs that just happened to be discovered right before the barricades were Christ. Come on. I don't think I have stupid tattooed on my forehead. But Jack Del Rio, he violated the propriety statute by daring to underplay January 6th and daring to correctly portray the riots after George Floyd as more dangerous than January 6th. And, of course, with this administration in power, you are not allowed to tell the truth. So, Jack Del Rio, you are canceled by cancel culture. Uh, Libs of TikTok knows all about being in the crosshairs of cancel culture. And it appears that Libs of TikTok has now taken a step toward canceling the cancelers. Uh, They have obtained, Libs of TikTok has, Slack channel communication between Twitter executives that show Twitter executives discussing internally whether or not they could ban Libs of TikTok the way they banned Donald Trump. So they are mad at Libs of TikTok now because Libs of TikTok hangs leftists with their own rope. All Libs of TikTok does is post videos on Twitter of whack jobs on TikTok who talk about what they're doing with little kids they teach in schools or events they are going to attend that will celebrate some or all aspects of the LGBTQ plus lifestyle. And now libs of TikTok for just reposting. It's just kind of a clearinghouse. Hey, here's this wacky thing. I'm going to post it on my Twitter. Now libs of TikTok is being banned for people showing up at drag shows or gay pride parades or the like and disrupting those parades. Now, there's no tolerance at all for any kind of violence perpetrated against anyone at a parade or anyone exercising their First Amendment right to their own freedom of speech. As of, Obviously, pride parades are covered by the same... First Amendment privileges that Jack Del Rio does not have as defensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. But I don't see how this merits libs of TikTok getting canceled. Again, the content libs of TikTok posts is other people's content. Oh, remember when America was great when we celebrated days like today, Flag Day? We're going to get back to that next with Jason Beardsley of the Association of the U.S. Navy.